0: Our guest today is a uh, star-walking legend, of course. Uh, he's a comedian. <laughs> well, are we lying there, Steele? Come on. No,
1: I, I, I'm, I'm star-walking guy by himself up the, the back of the room. That's what I was. Um, <laughs> the, the, do go on, do go on. It
0: was the warflower. yes. So he's a comedian, podcaster and TV presenter. Um, you might know him from the hilarious podcast, I Love Green Guide Letters.
1: Yay. Oh, nice. Or Thank might,
0: you. Yes, or might know him from his brilliant Star Wars podcast, uh, Steel Wars. Ryan Johnson also known, knows him as the, the sticker guy. Yes, that is, that, that yeah. is true. Yeah. And um, it's time to ignite the green and welcome our guest, Steel Saunders. So welcome.
1: Hey, um, thanks so much for having me. And I've got, I, I'm so, my heart's so warm because I, like Shane will know this. That I, I like I used to like, I used to go to every meeting, like like in the '90s and stuff, and in in the 2000s. And I didn't really have many Star Wars friends to talk to the way Star Wars like Star Wars fans like us talk about Star Wars. So I used to hang out for those and drive like an hour, like from Rosebud to like, um, they they were the just they were so exciting. I I, I just I absolutely um. I, I hold my memories very close to my heart of um, like all the premieres and, and the force conventions and stuff. It was, um, yeah, it was so good. So it's a, it's a, it's, a legit honor to be here um, in the presence of Shane Morrissey, no less. So. Um,
0: yes. He's really present right here too. Yeah. Yes.
1: Hey, I'll tell you a story about Shane, right? I, I used to, I used to do this um, like punk rock fanzine in the 90s called return of the punk guy it was like a star wars themed punk rock fanzine and like we interviewed like blink 182 and we asked him about star wars it was really quite weird but um i went i introduced myself to shane at one of the meetings and asked him to interview him and so i got to go to his house and um he showed me this is like way before the internet way before the special this is like i don't know like 94 95 and he showed me the head banging stormtrooper thing right and i'd never seen it before and there was no internet so i drove home that night and rang all my friends and told them to like fast forward to this bit and and, like it was this thing that we'd never seen before it just it was it was absolutely insane um i i i like i love the internet but it's so funny how things like word got around back then like you get like the the juiciest, totally wrong Star Wars rumors from like the the counter workers at Minotaur and stuff. It was um it was fantastic.
0: Yes. all the all the lovely rumors and that spreads like wildfire. It's brilliant. <laughs> I love it.
1: You got to tell me this: is um do they, do you still have Yoda's kitchen?
0: <laughs> Not at this venue, no. What?
1: You got to bring back the kitchen. That—that that was the the toasted cheese sandwiches. Like
0: I—I
1: I, I mentioned that I was doing this to my wife yesterday, and she's like, "Do they still have Yoda's kitchen? Those those sandwiches?" I, I don't want to bring up a sore point in the fan club, but I, they, they were good sandwiches.
0: They, they were good sandwiches, and uh depending on the venue we're at, like this one's got their own kitchen facility, so they don't let us bring our own. But. Oh. I know. Bring it on. I know. It's brutal. And what is he trying to do? (laughs) I know that guy. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do it. The camera's in the middle of the...
1: God. The young and the restless.
0: The young and the restless and no, that was Shane
1: <laughs> yeah I, I yeah ba- baby Yoda was the young and and Shane yeah. was the restless uh,
0: Correct. Uh, very much
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've got such envy I, I just just to be at a Skyforce
0: meeting well I'm we're very, very lucky jealous. that we're actually able to do this but between oh, okay. lockdowns and everything else that's going on down in Melbourne as you know it's yeah first, first time, time, first time in 10 years. years.
1: Oh, this is the first one?
0: Yeah, you. Wow,
1: congratulations. That's awesome. We're back. We can do things.
0: So get that convention should... going. Yes. Uh, initially, how did the Steel Wars podcast come about?
1: Okay, that's a fair enough question. I was doing I Love Gringo Letters, and it was like a really popular like comedy podcast in Australia. And my wife was living overseas, and that, so it was, I had lots of free time by myself. And I need—I I thought I could, yeah, just start another podcast, and that'll take up more of my time, and I'll be interacting with people. I really like the Mark Maron podcast. Um, how it was at the time, where he'd interview comedians, and I thought you could do that about Star Wars fans and how they relate to Star Wars, because Star Wars is a really it's, it's a shared media, you know, it's one of the most shared medias in the world where everyone watches it, but they all watch it from a different perspective and from a different time in their lives and stuff, you know, it sparks a lot of like warm memories and um, just like inspiring stories. So I just thought I could talk to people like that. And then also I had the double-edged sword of the force awakens was coming out, I think in two years and um i yeah i just thought that'd be really fun to like do a podcast about like the like the lead up to this like phenomenal event like i really liked the um the documentary that um oh his name's just eluding from me shane will know his name he works at the project um but he did the fandom menace which is now at you know, a name that's been totally co-opted by the internet. But it was about a lot of the star-walking people, their lead-up and their reaction and the aftermath of the Phantom Menace. And I always... Like, because I was sort of watching it all... Like, I watched the documentary get filmed from the other side of the room sort of thing. So I sort of like that process of, like, you know, this the anticipation and the reaction and stuff. And, And then it sort of just it just turned into something. It, I don't know. It just turned into this bizarre worldwide adventure. Um, and yeah, just, yeah, made like a lot of friends along the way. So yeah, good time. I'm smiling now. Um, just thinking about it.
0: <laughs> no, that, that's good. Like you, you enjoyed what you were doing. It wasn't like a chore or anything. It's, it's, yeah, you know, it's turned into a global phenomenon too. So, um, yeah, that's, Brilliant. Uh, the over the time though, you've had many guests on the you know on your podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell us about some of your like yeah you know, favorite experiences from those?
1: Probably the like the maybe I don't know. Just, like just the bizarrest one was that Ben Mendelssohn came to my house and just talked about Star Wars for like an hour and a half and left. He just rocked in tracksuit pants, put three packs of Siggies on the table, and and loved all the toys. Like he, he I had like the collect my collection in this cabinet, and he was just like so into it and he was after you like all the krennic merchandise because i'm a big like krennic mendo fan so that was just really weird that he just came to my house one day and then just left and um i was sort of hoping that we'd become best friends but we didn't but, um, there is still time that's that's very positive um i just thought he might be in need of another australian in in america but but only for 90 minutes and then he bailed but he was like super cool and then like i got to like do a thing with harrison ford at the opera house that was on the podcast but it was for studio 10 and um you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I, I guess favorite guest, probably Ben Mendelson was like the, I don't know, because we just went on about it. Like we had the Mendo t-shirt and we'd hear from his people now and then that he was interested in doing it and stuff. So... um that, 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 was a pretty cool one. Yeah.
0: That's cool. Like we've been able to share those experiences with you on the podcast as well, which has been amazing, but being there in person would have been a completely unique experience. So very jealous. Um,
1: Yeah. Just don't give him parking instructions. That would be my tip. He had this big truck and he was trying to use my yeah. underground car park. And I'm like, yeah, a bit further, a bit further. He's like, yeah, I've got it, mate. i got it. And I'm like, all right, let's, you've, you, you've got it Mendo so yeah I don't know just um, just going to the conventions and meeting people and stuff like I uh, you know I, I used to go to the starwalking ones and I, I'd know literally not one person I'd know Shane Shane would always say hey to me and I sort of knew no one else so I, it was a very solo experience it was very like in- internal and then like to go now and like have people that listen to the podcast and you know, that have you've hung out with on Twitter or whatever. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's a whole different and I I would argue far more enriching experience when you've got all these personal connections and stuff. Um, so I'm really looking to yeah the, the conventions coming up in a couple of months and I, um, I haven't seen that many people in the past two years. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited. <laughs>
0: Uh, like We had um, I don't know, Supernova, you know, as you were aware, aware of what it is, um, a couple of weeks ago here. And it's no idea on the grand scale as what Celebration is or any of the conventions over in the US. But it was odd going out and being amongst other, you know, fans just mm. you know, in general, lot of conventions. So it's going to be unique, the, this celebration, especially after what's happened. And everyone's going to be in the same sort of feeling. It's going to be a, a unique experience.
1: Yeah, there's. Um, I, I'm. I'm. I'm sick of unique experiences. Are you? I give us the mundane. Just give me a mundane experience. You know, that's. I, I'm. These unique experiences. You can keep it. Not too many of them, right? No, we yeah. want to be
0: back to normal and boring, right? Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, you've been a like not just a Star walking member for a long time though. But what are these memories memories? Um, what is one of some, some of your favorite memories of the club?
1: Um I like I honestly remember going into Minotaur. I, I just I had that concept to screen to collectible book by Sansweet, by Steve Sansweet, which is just the Bible. I, I just I adore it. I, I read it because back then, you know, ninety four, ninety five, there was so little thing. I just like I would just like memorize it, read it, read it, read it, read it. And it was sort of, um, it was so good. And so I went into Minotaur um, with, um, it was with, um, this, this is a good name drop, with, with Paul Dempsey from Something for Kate. We'd always go into Minotaur when we go into the city. And there was a flyer on the shelf in the Star Wars section, which was tiny, for starwalking. And I was just like, oh my god there's a star wars fan club in there's other people into star wars like overly um in melbourne and i think it was like the last meeting was like just two weeks ago so maybe that's why the flyers were there because they put them there just before that meeting and so the next meeting was like in two months and i was just like let's go i was like just counting down um and it was when it was at the university at the top of the city and um it had that big auditorium and the big screen and um and darren would do the auction and it was sort of like we'd watch the internet together like because someone had like good internet And they would download the fan film or the parody and we'd just watch the internet on this big screen and it was just the best and someone would come out and read what new hasbro figures were coming out or a or a a rick mccallum picture of what the special edition was going to look like and stuff and um the, the one thing that i participated in or contributed was um they would do this thing where you'd film your collection and um you would talk I think this is what everyone else did. But what I did, I filmed, I made a video and then I sort of did commentary over it. And there was all these little sketch, sketches in it. And it ended with like a life-size Yoda driving my car down the street. And I was like <laughs> hiding underneath it and stuff. And I found the tape um, when I was back in Australia. So I've got it in this box that I'm going to digitize and, and put up because it's, 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 it's pretty cool. And, the, and then the, that like the midnight premieres for the special editions and stuff. They were just awesome.
0: So the last time we saw you um, here in Melbourne, you're at the, the, uh, the screening of the first episode of Book of Boba Fett. Um, yes. So what was your, uh, seen the whole series of it now, what was your overall thoughts of the show? Um,
1: just patched together with moments of brilliance. Um. I don't know. It just didn't felt like it was really, I don't know. Just, it, it didn't seem to bind together the way I'd hoped, but there was like, like some bits were just like staggering. Like that, that Bryce Dallas Howard episode with the Mandalorian, you know, which is separate from the whole thing, but whatever. But, but that, like just as an episode of star Wars, like I I couldn't sleep after that. It was just, it was just thrilling moment after thrilling moment Um, but yeah, I just thought it was patchy and it, it it sort of, um, I, I didn't like how Grogu went back. Like it was like that moment when, um, when Luke took Grogu at the end, Grogu at the end of season two was, was so like emotional and stuff. And then the way it all sort of just unraveled, I don't know. It just made me sort of like, I had a belief that they had this really exquisite long-term plan. And now I feel like they had a really exquisite two season plan, but but fingers crossed they can they, they can bounce back. But it, it didn't like, um, it, it didn't blow me away. But moments of it did.
0: No, I'm I'm a massive Boba Fett fan. I've got tattoos all over me as well. But um, I I agree. It was like kind of staggered and patched together uh, in a sense. Like there was excellent episodes, and excellent moments here and there. But you're right. It was like things were shortcuts and it felt like they just uh, skipped a bit and made it happen. So hoping yeah. they don't do the same thing with upcoming projects.
1: Well, the Kenobi one, I, I think it's going to be a lot more cinematic. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I've just got like visual, like OCD about it, but I just like having one director for the series sort of thing. Um, so with Deborah Chow sort of, you know, doing the whole thing, it, it at least it's going to be, smooth because I don't know the Boba Fett like the Robert Rodriguez episode sort of just stood out. I I don't know, he he seems to make a he seems to make things look cheaper than they are. So but yeah, I I, I think I I think Kenobi's just gonna just blow people away. I I, I sort of think it's like this tonic that that all fans like who doesn't love like even if you like the prequels, you McGregor as as Ben Kenobi.
0: Um, yeah, no, he's the the, the the key character that everyone comes out with love for. Yeah, he's awesome. So um, any predictions that you believe going to happen in the Over-One Canopy series?
1: Not really, because I, I don't really have predictions that aren't based on things that I shouldn't know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I don't want to yeah. like... Um, I, I, I tell you what I'm excited but I, I just want to um I just want to see more of little Luke. I, I love yeah. him. I, I, I just Luke Skywalker yeah. is I, I just he, he's my like lifelong hero. Um and I, I'm I'm I just I just hope he's treated like they, they do it well and um I hope everyone's like either way is really cool to him, like in real life. But um yeah i i'm excited about little luke the whole thing's gonna be sick but i'm like
0: luke skywalker you know yes. born and raised no there's a, quite a few fans out there oh, in this audience here even um dressed as luke today so it's yeah no the, the luke Obi one they're the biggest two um, followers at the moment that's just amazing um, we do going back to your yeah, steel wars podcast um mm-hmm we love your red carpet interviews but can you tell about a little bit about your experiences talking to cast and crew
1: it's high pressure um, because you're only meant to ask two questions and then they they sort of move on and they don't come in an order and sometimes you have to kind of battle to get a certain like in a group, when there's like a whole thing, you've got to like, hey, come, you know, make sure you get like Daisy Ridley or whatever. Um, but it's a lot of fun. It, it, it's like, it's, it's, it's like for me, it's like the most fun, it's especially like getting to talk to someone like Kathleen Kennedy that doesn't get asked many questions, it seems. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, especially like direct fan questions. So I, when I'm doing it, cause I'm normally doing it for like a TV thing back home. Um, I normally try to do one question for the TV and then one question for me and my friends sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? So it leads to some, uh, some interesting answers and stuff, but yeah, it, it's 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 really cool. I, I sort of thought I think with all the things that I've done like with comedy and, and stand up and stuff and and also Star Wars and podcasting, I, I feel like it's that if if that could be a job is Star Wars red carpet interviewer, I, I feel like I've that's what the job I've trained the most for in my life. So it'd be, um
0: <laughs> It'd be pretty good to have that easy job title. Just that. That'd be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, they just need to bring out movies like every three weeks or something. But I am going. um, I'm going to celebration to do stuff. So that's going to. So I I, like like that. There's a chance I'll I'll get to um, do it in a couple months, which is tremendously exciting. I might just. I I try. Yeah, I might just burst into tears right now. Just to be. I just want to get back and do stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like just. Just want to have some fun.
0: No, anything to do with Star Wars is fun. We agree with that. So you said you began a celebration. Um, mm-hmm. over, you've been to many of the others in the past, I'm sure, but what are your favourite memories from them?
1: My favourite memory for this one is is oh, not having to get in a plane to go there. That's going to be awesome. I don't know. I, I, like we usually do um, like a live podcast at night. Like on the last, on the Saturday, it's sort of like you know just for Steel Wars listeners and stuff, and like that's not officially part of celebration, but it's like it, it that's just like like it's such a positive vibe that it's um that's one of my favorite things. I just like walking around saying hey to people, walking around on the floor and just sort of soaking it up. I I I, I do enjoy the hotel bars considerably. <laughs> Oh, uh, pardon me, my little boy. There's Harry. Hey, say hi to Australia. Hi. They're in Melbourne. All right, hop down because I don't want to show any more parts of you on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> huggy kiss. Oh, huggy kiss? Oh. Come on, dad's working.
0: Come
1: on. Thanks, dude. Sweet dreams. <laughs> Now I, I should point out his his name is Harrison, but my but my wife pushed for that name. So, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, I always because when it's like oh Harrison, it's like oh Star Wars like my wife likes Harrison Ford, all right. Just it's not me, like I'm I'm a I'm a nutbag, but not that way. Yeah. But mem- yeah, like I t- the probably the best Star Wars celebration thing I've seen, and I've seen a f- a, a few real good ones. Was that was it the 40th anniversary where um, John Williams like was behind this curtain the whole time and George Lucas and oh, Carrie Fisher's daughter, um, Billy Lord gave the like, the speech, um, like the eulogy, if you will. And I don't know, that was just like all of Star Wars compressed into 90 minutes. So that, that was, um, that, 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 was that was, that was pretty good, and if you listen to the podcast where we're in the the stadium as it's all happening and the curtain opens, and you just hear me yell out, "That's John Williams," and um, it was that that, that was pretty incredible. Just the vibe on the floor and um, just how stoked people are. I like people hate him, but those old overnight lines, just I don't know. Let's just use up all the time. I can sleep on Wednesday. It's exactly. Um, hmm.
0: Play but, Place of the Dead on, and, I'm not
1: a star Wars fan. It's a good thing they've gotten rid of those, but um they were uh like like sort of I don't know, painfully good. I, I did one at um at Comic Con in San Diego for um The Force Awakens for the JJ panel. And that's outside in summer in San Diego on grass under a tent where you're sleeping. It, it was bliss i remember going like we were in this line all day we we're about to go asleep it's like one in the morning got our wristbands and stuff the panel wasn't until five o'clock the next day but we had to go in and wait the whole day it was a whole thing but i remember just drifting off on the grass and just like going tomorrow is going to be the best day ever and and it was just like the nicest feeling with all the grass like around me and stuff it's um yeah it's uh i i, I yeah I, I like just all the experiences and the memories is um it's it's a lot of fun I, it's a lot ch- a lot cheaper to collect them
0: i feel like except oh, for yeah, plain yeah some people like collecting the, the figures and you know having those sort of experiences but the memories i find are the ones that sort of you know you're experiencing them and you've been part of it. that's the ones you want to collect.
1: Yeah. I, I used to collect like every figure and stuff and it just got too out of hand. But now I, I, I just get more things that are um, attached to memories sort of thing. So if it's yeah. um, like an exclusive from a con, like I always like to get something like that or um, this one, this one just caught me in the eye. Um, ben Mendelsohn liked this one a lot. Um, this is Mexican... Chocolate milk, Mendo milk. I'm not sure if you can see that. Mendo but it's milk. like yeah, it's oh, like um oh. it's like those little prima packs back home. But yeah, it's chocolate milk. So I, I I I was in Mexico and I was like, Oh, exclusive milk. Um Harry did ask if we could drink it the other day and I was like, Oh, it's that was
0: worried, not- that would have been well yeah, until it gone
1: by now. I don't know, it's long life. Um no, July twenty seventeen. So um
0: yeah, and maybe not then. Maybe not. We can't um, drink
1: yeah. it, Harry. He's listening.
0: <laughs> We've got some um, questions from uh, some other podcasters um, and some friends in the audience today. Uh, Josh Chapman. So he sent a message in, uh, a question for you. Uh, was it better doing a three-minute interview with Harrison Ford or doing a full podcast with Ben Mendelsohn? I think you've kind of answered that question today, but...
1: Uh, I I have to say, um, the Harrison Ford one brought more joy. I because it, it was such a thing, and because it was on TV and stuff. Like, and and the cool thing about that was, um, my I was getting married that week, and Jackie was still in America, and she was coming back, and so she knew. Like I'd sort of been working to get this interview thing all year, and so we were both very excited. And, um, I asked him, um, like in our rings, like we're going to get, one of us is going to get, I love you. The other one's going to get, I know, but we're arguing yeah. over who should get what, you know, you got to help me out. What should I do? And, um, and he goes, put, put his hand on my shoulder, which I, I, I still haven't washed it. Right. And he goes, pal, I've been married a long time you're getting the, I love you and walked off laughing. And I didn't tell Jackie, I asked him that question until I, like I sent her a digital file of it to watch. So she sort of got surprised by it all. So I I, like the, I think for as far as experience, probably the Harrison Ford one, because I don't know, it was, I don't know if anyone in the audience was there, but they had that big star Wars thing at the opera house and, um, you know Harrison Ford did an interview, and it was like the big day out for Star Wars fans. Like there was all these different displays, and it was—I don't know—it was sort of just like it's our time. Yes, we have waited so long, and you know we're sort of getting our grand final week, as it were. Yeah. So that that, that whole week was magic. But yeah, um, I, I would say the Harrison Ford one because it it, it just it just brought. Like a lot of people, I don't know. It just brought a lot of joy. Um, a lot of a lot of people, and especially people that like were listening to the podcast or knew me through comedy and stuff. They sort of, I like, I I, I found that year that like a lot of people just appreciate enthusiasm, and I don't know. People just like it made people happy. How happy Star Wars made other people sort of thing, and myself included.
0: So um God that year was good. <laughs> All right, I've got one from uh Andy Campbell. He's uh oh, hey the, 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 the Star Wars One One podcast. Uh his question is what other sequel story would you like to see as in movie or TV series? Off the sequels? <laughs> yeah. That's what he's asked. What other um, sequel story? I'd I'd like
1: it for them all to come back. Um, like I, I I would definitely like um, I, I would like Ryan Johnson to direct Star Wars episode 10, 11, and Twelve. And um, I, I I didn't um I didn't enjoy the rise of Skywalker as much as I'd hoped, and and a few of the plot twists sort of disappointed me um so i i would I, I love all those characters and i would like the story to go on so that film doesn't sting as much if you know what i mean
0: yeah yeah oh, but yeah I, I would like to
1: see i i I'd like more ray and 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 i know i i don't know how and i don't even care but ben solo i want i want adam driver ben solo like just just I, I don't know how you do it but um, he's so good thats sh- just that shrug that was that was some of the best acting in
0: Star Wars there was it was yeah iconic there's memes about it so um, I've got another question from Catherine Neen from that geek pod awesome she's the best Yes, yeah, she's awesome uh, do you think they will make movies starring the characters from the Disney plus shows aka Mandalorian
1: I my 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 me OCD makes me think they shouldn't, but they might. I don't know. I hear that talked about a little bit, and I, I just find it weird. What do you think? Like, would you like want the big climactic Mandalorian event to be in a cinema? I don't. I I, I don't know.
0: I, I sort of. It is a tricky question because I, I would rather have that six to eight hours of content. Of episode, 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 yeah. getting more detail um, to l- learn about those characters rather than a 90-minute movie or a two-hour movie. You can spread it out over a period of time. Um, these new characters, to get more depth into them, people want that story. I think on the small screen on Disney+, Plus, I think it's probably the best way of doing them. But having them feature in a film as a cameo, not opposed to that, just I don't think they need to be the main feature of the film.
1: Yeah. I don't know, it just feels it'd be weird to see him on a big screen, I think. Yeah. Like be like, oh you've you've done it. Um Yeah, I don't know. The film's just like they're so there's no stable footing. So it's you know, hopefully we'll have some more um clarity after or during celebration and stuff. But you know, I I think a lot of Star Wars fans at the moment kind of just don't trust them to come through with stuff because some, like, do you know what I mean? Stuff gets announced and it's like, they might make, that'd be good if they made it. Do you know what I mean? Like that's a lot more in the conversation now than it used to be.
0: Well, there's there's a lot more people with uh, opinions and um, I don't know whether there's pressure on them that they have to get everyone happy. They're not going to make everyone happy. Just, you know, make a good story.
1: Most people like it well i i sort of think star wars is like one of the hardest things to continue on with because it's such a like i i i've i call it like the star wars taco where you've got all these different ingredients that are different and people like like people like guacamole by themselves or like you know shredded beef or whatever but together, you know, you've got the swashbuckling, the romance, the sci fi, the fantasy, the costume. Like you've got all these things and you've got Luke Skywalker, you've got the Empire, and it's hard to get it. Like each time they've tried to do it without sort of the main bit of Star Wars, that they've they've like when they did Rogue One, it was like, Oh, it's a war movie and then halfway through it it's like it's too much of a war movie. And yeah. then you know solo, it's like it's a comedy. It's too funny. Like it's to get that Star Wars balance is, it's so hard. But um, and that's why like I feel like they 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 went too fast through the movies. Like do you know what I mean? It took George Lucas three years to do it, and he made it all up. So yeah. I, I I sort of wish that they sort of like like knew the task at hand and sort of took a bit more time sort of thing even with the third um you know boba fett being the third mandalorian season per se it just seems like they were running out of gas trying
0: to pump them out every year trying to do too much in the short period of time
1: yeah and and it's the same creative crew and stuff and like i i feel like those first two seasons I just, like, for me, close to perfection. Do you know what I mean? You have your gripes every week and stuff, but the whole thing, like, by the end, it was so rewarding. I was, oh, definitely I, was. I was a blubbering
0: mess as well. Well, there was one part um, which comes to my next question. This one's from Dale Williams. Um, with the ap- positive Dale. fan reaction uh, to the appearance of young Luke Skywalker in both The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett, That the one we saw at the end of the season. Uh, do you think Disney will give him his own show? And should oh, they?
1: I'm, I'm so onto Kenobi. I was thinking about young Luke Skywalker, like the nine year old one. and yeah. I'm like, I'm like, what? He's in. Um. I don't know. They might, but I just, I don't know. It's it's so hard to work out because you think if they were going to make a series of it, they'd swap it out for a real person. But yeah. maybe like but they also seem so um i don't know a little bit obsessed with the technology like having like i don't know it's what happened to george lucas as well i think you get corrupted by the like darth vader you get corrupted by the technology because even having um like i i think the like that that whatever that thing is is it, it, it's it's staggering it, it, it's, it's, yeah. it's it's amazing but like then having the voice made by a, a computer as well, it's just like you can get like every you know there's plenty of people that can do a bang on Luke Skywalker. Get like Nathan Hamill. If you hear him say uh, Mark Hamill's son, you hear him say R two. It's it it is he says it in Empire Strikes Back cadence. Mark Ham. It's, it's 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 quite like oh like um unnerving to be around it's like a bite. Yes. but yeah um i don't know I, I i would either way i would love it and i i think if it's an actor it would be a lot more a deeper love compared to if it's like the deep fake it's more of just uh oh like it's it's more of a, a sugar rush Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's more of a sugar rush than like a great meal. And I feel like with an actor, you could get more of a great meal. But I'm up for either. And I don't want to keep this metaphor going.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. It's a good metaphor. It does make sense. And not everyone in the audience is sort of nodding in agreement. Good, so. Yep. So. Um, We do have a uh, lightning round. So Mm -hmm. I've got 10 questions. Um, Nice and quick. See if I can can give simple quick answers. So are you ready? Uh,
1: To give a quick answer? No,
0: but I'll try. No? Okay, cool. I'm a podcaster. Oh, that's right. We all like talking about Star Wars as well. So that's right. Never never a quick answer from us. Um, Favorite movie?
1: Return of the Jedi. Come on. Ignite the green. Yep. Favorite character? Come on, Luke Skywalker. Ignite the green.
0: Favorite ship? X-wing. Beautiful. Favorite droid? R2. R2. R2 is. There's a question mark at the end of that, though. No,
1: I, I'm just not into like I'm. I don't think about droids as much as other people might, but um, whenever R2's just popped up. Like, it's like when he popped up at the end of The Mandalorian Season 2, it was just like, like, I was like, like, peak emotion. I just just melted for 20 minutes crying. And then R2, and it's just like, oh. And that movie pulled in the, um, The Last Jedi, where he shows the hologram of Leia. Yeah. But this is the thing about R2, right? He knows... He knows everything. Like, he's there watching. He knows their brother and sister. Like, it... you got to speak inside. up, R2. you got to speak exactly. up.
0: Yeah. Favourite planet? Oh.
1: I think I'll go... I'll go with Tatooine. The best stuff happens on Tatooine.
0: Prequels, original or sequels? Originals. Ewoks or Porgs?
1: Oh, that is um that's a tough call. I love them both. But like Ewoks, like my my childhood wicket, Kenna little teddy bear is like in Harry's room and he still squeezes it. Like I like Wicket, I just I just adore. I was perfect Jedi age and um for for Ewoks and yeah. Lucas and Kenna, they saw me coming. I was, I was keen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah you and it like Uh, I was uh, at that age, um, Return of the Jedi was my favorite. I grew up with that one as well. It was just, yeah. Ah, I'll
1: tell you a quick story. I've, I've told the podcast before, but I was at force Two star walking convention down in Moorabbin, Steve Sandsweet guest, Jeremy Bork, Kenny Baker. And I'd never been to a star Wars convention before. And, um, there's the panelists are talking about something and someone brings up Ewoks. And then I hear people at this star walking event booing in the back, the cool guys boo. And I turned around and I'm like 20 or something. And it had never occurred to me that you could not like the Ewoks because I'd never talked to other star Wars fans. And I was just like, oh my god people don't like Ewoks like it hadn't i didn't fathom it was possible i didn't realize it was a
0: choice no it's 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 odd to hear that people don't like Ewoks like i'm hearing other stories as well from that era as well oh yes i'm getting names thrown out to me as well um but yeah, before the
1: internet, you didn't get to know what everyone's thoughts were. So it was no. um, they just shouted out from the back of the room, and it was um, it was shocking. I've got to tell you, oh.
0: um, Dash Rendar or Jackson, Jackson the Rabbit, yeah. Oh, Dash Rendar, mate,
1: shatters the empire. What an experience! Love it. Exactly. Those, sh- those shoulder pads. If he popped up in a cameo in one of these shows, oh. I would pop huge.
0: Uh, that'd be great. Just massive shoulder pads. Yeah. They gotta really embellish big time. Like, you know, you gotta accentuate him. Just make him stand out. Don't know who it is.
1: Yeah. I, cool. I, 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 I get him back in. Give him a cartoon or something. I, 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 I think he's rad. I, and even if he like I like it would be a cool plot line if he like just hated Han like he was sort of like jealous of Han Solo. And kind of wanted to be him, but hated him, sort of thing, like as part of his character. But um, yeah, Dash definitely didn't. Never got into definitely. Jackson. I, that was um, Marvel was a, that early Marvel stuff was too. There was a bunny rabbit. What more do I have to say?
0: Yeah, and he's green. Um, biggest prick in the Star Wars galaxy: Palpatine or the Tuna?
1: Oh, Bib Fortuna! I don't care that Palpatine like ruined. He's like Palpatine worked it. He had to work. He had to machinate for yes. you know fifty years or whatever. Bib Fortuna's just like, oh, he's just so disrespectful to Luke. It like it's it, you know like one of those things. It annoyed me when I was like four or what. It, how and, and it just stuck with me. It's just like what a wonga. It's like shut up. So when Boba Fett shot him, I was like.
0: There was both cheers. Justice. <laughs> you shouldn't have disrespected the Jedi. No. Never. Uh, last question. Max Rebo or the Cantina Band? Oh, Rebo. Come on. Do you think he survived?
1: Oh, yeah. Of course he did. They, they, they didn't show him there for a reason. But like that whole, the Kenna set that came out with the big piano and he was just so, like a, a blue elephant playing a space piano. Like... um. What's what's not to love? No, no disrespect to the Cantina Band.
0: No, no disrespect at all, but, you know, Return of the Jedi. you got, you got to one-up the, the, you know, more grandiose band and song and everything.
1: I'll, I'll give you another star-walking factoid. At the Force 2 convention, the Cantina Band member was the convention exclusive from Kenna. Oh. And it came with all the instruments and stuff in a little white
0: box. It was, it was getting thrilling. some nods out there in the crowd. Some of the the old people. <laughs> <older>. <laughs> so, thank you very much for our um, chat today and our interview. It's been amazing having you here. Um, I know it's not really daytime for you there.
1: <laughs> it's uh, late. It's a very hot Friday night, but it's like. I'm, th- I'm thrilled as I, like, I, like my, I, I love like the club and you know, it, it's brought me so many great memories and stuff. And when you announce the convention, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to try to wrangle my plans around going. Yeah. So want to come. So, I um, would
0: love you to be there. Yeah. Be awesome. And,
1: and, and yeah. And, and just big, you know, shout out f- to you guys for keeping it going and, and everyone that's contributed because, um, yeah, as I say, it, it like for someone that didn't know anyone that was into Star Wars, it was it was it it meant a lot to me to come up every like two months and in I don't want to bring it up again, but toasted sandwich and um from Yoda's kitchen. And
0: uh, yeah. But before we um part ways, we do have a um special thing we'd like to present to you. Um oh. Star Walking. I don't know if we've got it here. But um Star Walking would be um to present you an honorary membership to the club which is a life membership really
1: wow um that like i'm that that means a lot to me i i i um yeah that's 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 do i get can i bring back yoda's kitchen can that be my first degree yes (laughs) we'll make sure it's back the signage is still there um (laughs) uh thank you so much that that's um i yeah it's weird where your your life takes you and stuff and i it like honestly when like when shane let me go to his house and show me all his stuff and a bit of the death star and just talk to me about star wars for hours it was like it, it left i don't know just such an impression on me of how welcoming he was and stuff and that's always sort of been the the vibe of the fan club so um yeah, thanks. That that's um that that that's that's really cool. I, I I I so appreciate that.
0: No, we we appreciate you um, you know, sharing your time with us and you know, sharing your experiences with us as well. But um, I think that yeah. Well, I'm just getting some. Hey,
1: d- wait. Can, can I ask? Is there still an auction?
0: There is still an auction. Yes.
1: Oh, is there anything good? Can I bid on it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's some Lego, um, there's books. I can't really see much more from here, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll save it. But I, the auction
1: right. used to just be so. I used to love um, stalking out. I remember it was when anyone brought back some Lucasfilm like Skywalker Ranch
0: merchandise, it was yep. just like
1: oh, oh, jump that. Oh. Yes, but the,
0: the hand goes up. I'll just leave it up. Yep, it's staying up. Okay.
1: yeah <laughs> thank, thanks so much for having us i i so appreciate it and um i'll put all i'll i'm gonna make this into a little podcast and that so people can uh, uh listen to it find out about the club yeah but thanks so much i i i um i, I yeah i had a lot of fun
0: no thank thank you for coming so